T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. The one thing that I always go back to is, you know, in game planning for, you know, to play against the White Sox, it's, it wasn't so much what can you do to beat them, it's what type of energy and what type of team is coming out there to play against you that particular day. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. Yeah, so let's hope that the White Sox have uh, good energy this year, right? It's as simple as that. Let's hope that... You know all their changes, and uh, and they're not uh, they're not a ton of changes, but uh, the changes they've made. Let's hope that they lead to more um, energy. Two key ones, I think, beginning with Benintendi in left field, Oscar Colas in right field. Yep. He had a really good at bat against Corbin Burns, I believe it was. Yes, in a spring training game that making the rounds on social media, and if you're watching the Sox. Oscar Colas looks like he belongs, 24-year-old. And more, I think, significantly, Elvis Andrews talked about Oscar Colas in the way of having a, a young player who is taking a business-like approach to his first season in the majors and not expected anything to be given to him. That's that's solid. And, and Elvis Andrews, again, there's two things about that that are encouraging. Number one, a positive report on... Oscar Colas, but secondly, Elvis Andrews emerging again is the guy we remember from last year. That's a good recollection of 2022. The way that Elvis Andrews emerged as a clubhouse leader and somebody who's the smartest player on the field and is going to elevate your entire baseball IQ just by being in the lineup. So those are two positives from yesterday. If we're looking for positives from the White Sox, We could find him. Listen, I mean, the, the reality is that Pedro Grifol was was brought in to bring that energy and also to stress fundamentals, to, you know, figure out a way to get this team up and running and moving and doing all the things that uh, that you, you would expect from kind of an energetic manager. And, and you know, whether we want to blame Tony for last year, which seems, you know, it it seems fairly obvious he was blamed for much of what happened last year. I mean, I would imagine that Grafol is going to have a lot more energy. He's, he's working on the team being more focused, and they're working on fundamental stuff. I You know, a month into camp, um, we're getting a chance to kind of see a little bit of an impact, and, and, and you're right. You know, you would think Benatendi would be a, a really good addition. You would think that if Oscar Colas is uh, – is able to deliver as he looks like he's ready to, that that's going to be a huge addition. And um, 
and they've got they got to stay healthy. It's as simple as that. They've just, you know, for the last couple of years, it's been sort of one thing after another with the White Sox. Guys going down all the time, and you just can't have that. You just need everybody sort of up and running and ready to go, and, and unfortunately, that has not been the case. So Sox won yesterday 5-2. to two. The Cubs yep. won their seventh in a row. A lot going on at spring training, a lot of baseball to discuss. I want to talk about if we can shift gears here for a second, Molly. I think that there's a lot going on in the NFL that that requires us as breaking down. We talked about in the opening mm-hmm. segment. Yeah. The quarterback carousel spinning at a, at a really fast rate here. And there's a lot going on today. Number one, Aaron Rodgers is is welcoming the Jets to California. Uh, the Woody Johnson, uh, Robert Sala, I think Nathaniel Hackett, they're all three. Joe Douglas also, I think it's a, a foursome joining Aaron Rodgers in California. Find out what's next for him. Lamar Jackson, the fallout from the franchise tag being applied to him by the Ravens and what that implies and what that means in terms of collusion. And Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes getting rich, $160 million with incentives that could make that contract even richer. Those are the three things that I think are big, the biggest stories in the NFL, and they they uh, do indirectly affect what's going on with the Bears in the midst of the biggest offseason they've had in years. Yeah, you know, I think that obviously Rodgers leaving the division is probably um, as big a potential story as there is out there. I know a lot of people feel like uh, – they want him to stick around in Green Bay because they want the Bears to get better than Green Bay, and they want to make him pay for owning the team. Get get him out of the Go. division. Bye. Let, let, See ya. Uh, let's not Sooner, hesitate on better. that one. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. What does it do, though, in your mind? What's your hunch if he doesn't sign – I'm sorry, not sign. If he doesn't approve or a maneuver trade. orchestrate yeah. a trade to the Jets – do you see him returning to the Packers or retiring or trying to go to another team? And I guess big picture-wise, if indeed the Packers are moving on, as it sounds like from many reports to Jordan Love, what that does to the division in terms of the quarterbacks and how we look at them and what the expectations are for each guy in each city. Yeah, I, I think that I think Rodgers is on the way out from Green Bay. I don't think he's... I don't think he's ready to retire. I think that a lot of his kind he's not of, going back there, though. Well, I really don't believe so. I don't think so either. I don't believe so because I don't believe they want him back there, and I think they're not they're not going to pretend like they do anymore. I think that you know when you've heard from uh, Brian Gutekunst, he's talked about Jordan Love being ready and making a step forward. They they do not sound like a team that is willing to do anything. They. They certainly don't want Rodgers back in the fashion in which he was last year. I'm sure they thought when they were giving him $50 million a year, they were going to get a different guy than they got. Yes. Because what they got was a guy that, that you know, showed up on his own timetable, didn't care about what they did in the, in the preseason in terms of, of, you know, the offseason in terms of the receivers they added or who left. He just kind of showed up when he showed up like, what do we have here? Oh, well, this isn't good enough. I, I'm not defending him, and yeah. you know I never would do that. But basically, what he did was he took the approach last off season, like maybe he had in previous off seasons when they had yeah. more veteran receivers, a better team, and he didn't need to be as attentive in the off season, right, to work with these young quarterbacks that they suddenly had. I'm sure they thought by guaranteeing him the money he was after, 
that they were going to get a guy that was totally bought in and sold on their program and was going to work with the young receivers and all that. So he didn't do any of those things. No, he didn't. And by the end of the year, they were actually doing pretty well together. But you wonder how, how soon would that process Chemistry takes time. Yes. And the, and yes. the whole process starts in the offseason. Right. So I ask you this. As the Jets contingent mm-hmm. arrived in California Tuesday night, they do their meet and greet with Aaron Rodgers, and the meetings continue today. As they get down to the nitty-gritty, if you are Joe Douglas or Robert Sala or whoever it is that's asking the tough questions of Aaron Rodgers from the Jets, what's the first thing you want to know from his perspective? What do you have to ask him or what do you have to have answered in your mind? You know, the guy had a broken finger in game five last year, whatever it was. He had some injury issues. I think the number one question is, is he healthy? Oh, really? Where is he at? I'm just saying, that's basic – that is, ba- you know, we'll get to, are you going to are you going to work? But, I mean, is he okay? I, is he, David, <laughs> well, what, that's very what, practical. what is the that, that's state smart. of this Okay, that, that's practical. I, I, I think that's a good approach. I would hope they would have some idea of his health, but maybe not. I think hearing it from him would matter. He's going to have to pass a physical if I'm straight. Is it dumb to wonder, to think if you, yeah, he's going to have to pass a physical. Yeah. Absolutely. But somebody there's got to ask him to find out how he answers it. How much do you still love football? Yeah. How important is football to you at this stage of your life, in your career? Because a lot of what you're describing and a lot of what we've seen from Aaron Rodgers has not been, you know, the focus has not been on the field. Here's the problem with Aaron Rodgers, right? And this is the problem that the Jets have, is that they're going out to meet Aaron. It's a recruiting trip. They are going out to try to get Aaron Rodgers to be their quarterback. He's going to view it as them needing to roll out the red carpet for him. But if I'm actually them, I need to know exactly what you're talking about. First, I need to know if he's healthy. Second, I need to know, does he really give a rat's behind? Does he want to play football? What does he know about my team? What does he believe he can do? <laughs> you know, you got you got Nathaniel Hackett there. And he tried to recruit him to to uh, Denver, and that didn't work. And look what happened to him in Denver. Now he's not, he, can he recruit him this time? Are is this? Are you really rolling out the red carpet, desperate to get Aaron Rodgers to come to you? That's what he needs. I, That's what his ego will demand. It's interesting because, or I, are you going to yeah, quiz him a little bit? I, well, I, I think you got to find a subtle way to to, agree to do both you. because you're right. It is a recruiting trip. You, you are not interviewing him as much as he's interviewing you. Exactly. But you also have to have those questions answered. I would want the peace of mind to know that this is all worth the effort, that we're going to fly out here, we're going to go down this road, we're going to ignore the possibility of trading uh, draft capital. And, and uh, you know, that to, if somebody in the Jets during that plane ride west, Molly, has got to say, is this a better idea than Lamar Jackson and why? Well, is this I, a better idea than than giving up two first round draft picks and going in a direction for a former MVP that is, you know, another former MVP that is different stylistically and in every way, but younger as well, and would cost more in terms of a long term commitment. But I've got to know that, and so you've also got to find out a lot of things. But I'm not convinced that if I'm on the Jets, is this the right direction to to go with all the well, other alternatives? I, I mean, you you. You must have already made that decision. Yeah, you're, you're because right. Because you right. let you let the other guy go to Derek Carr. You let Derek Carr go. He was the only other guy you had talked to. 
Now it's Rogers' turn. You're going out there to him. It's a recruiting trip. You've got a guy that knows him and and hopefully has a sense of who he is. But I would I would need to know if he's on board. I would need to know you know if he's on board with your program. Does he believe he can win a, a you know a uh, an MVP with you? Uh, how does, what does he think of the receivers? What does he need for him to be successful? I They've think, got weapons. I think you need to have this conversation with them. Well, they have a defense, and I think that's going to make his life easier, They've got too. good young receivers. They've they got a they, good they've young got team. a good young running back. they got everything but a quarterback. They've got everything somewhere. but a quarterback. But you, it's a recruiting tree. It He's, is. You've got to somehow massage that massive ego. You've got to somehow, while – Having him convince you that he wants to be there, that he's willing to put up with the media and all the rest of the stuff, you got to get him to go. And and I think that's the that's the trick bag with a guy like that. So not only are you going to have to pay him a ton of money, he's going to have to work his deal. I get that. Just in order to get out of town, you're going to have to give up draft assets. And how long does he have? How long are you bringing him in for? What's the contract look like? Is it a four year deal? Is it a five year deal? Oh no. Is it a, well? I mean, what's the longest you would go on a contract for Aaron Rodgers, thirty-nine years old? I, would, I wouldn't want to go more than three years. I okay, mean, I'm not I, saying I, I can say, get away with that. It's probably four years. But you're, if you're Aaron Rodgers' representatives, you're not thinking it less than four. You're thinking about a four-year no contract. No shadow of a doubt. Yes. And so you're going to have to find a middle ground there. You're going to have to try to find all sorts of ways and language to to get out of it. I think you're talking about the next two years realistically. Next year we're going to go. We're going to be having the same conversation, and the dance will be similar with him and the Jets. If he goes that direction, will he play? Will he not play? Unless they win a Super Bowl, but I don't know that anyone's expecting him to win a Super Bowl with the Jets. Here's what surprises me: he can orchestrate his trade to a lot of different. He can, you know, he's he's controls a lot of these factors. Why would you want to go to the AFC? Why would you want to go there? Because your team's unwilling to. Trade you to the NFC? Maybe that's it. I don't know. Yeah. Are there a ton of NFC teams lining up for him? I don't look at the Jets adding Aaron Rodgers as making them an automatic Super Bowl contender or a realistic Super Bowl favorite. Or, 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 or they're still young and they have a defense, and I get it. But I, I don't. I don't know. I, I maybe I'll feel differently when you see the draft and free agency and all those things. But it's not as if the AFC doesn't it lacks teams that you think could be closer. The NFC is a much different story, much different scenario. Right, right, of course. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, um, I think I think you add a um, you add a player of that caliber to what the Jets are, and you you do become a contender. I don't know that you're. Jump in Kansas City or contender is the wrong word because it's such a broad Cincinnati term. Cincinnati or whomever. I don't think you're better than Cincinnati. I don't think you're better than Kansas City. I'm not sure you're better than um, some of. The, you're not better than Buffalo. You're not the best team in your division by adding Aaron no, Rodgers. No, Buffalo's still going to be a team to be reckoned with with yeah. everything they have, and they're also talking about. You talk about speculation. Derrick Henry being shopped. The Buffalo mm-hmm. Bills could be in that conversation. Imagine the Buffalo Bills with all they have adding Derrick Henry to that mix. Yeah, that that's wow. that's frightening stuff, but yeah, the the Bills are still there um you know, do you have any faith at all that now they that they have an offensive coordinator that the 
the Patriots can improve. You know, you know, Miami's a good team. I'm just saying it's 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 not like you're kind of locked into uh, See, the same situation you would be if you're Derek Carr. That's the team that if I'm Aaron Rodgers and I am feeling like I'm in a position to pull the strings on this puppet show, right? Mm-hmm. I would identify Miami as a team that I would want to land on. I would want to play for the Dolphins before going to New York for a lot of reasons. The weapons, the market, the weather, the franchise. I just think that going to the Jets, it surprises me that he would entertain this possibility because of all that comes with playing for the Jets. This is not somebody whose ego has been exposed as being anything but fragile. And now he goes into that market. And that's got to be a factor that can't be ignored. That's part of being an athlete in the, in the New York market. What if, what if Tom Brady decided to unretire and play in Miami? <laughs> I think That's that, been rumored. Yeah, but he's, he bought his daughter a two-month-old kitty, right? Did you see that? He's, he's, that's why he doesn't have any time. He, he responded to that rumor by saying he bought a kitten. I think he deflected. It's still until Tom Brady's not in a camp, that's still a possibility. And and I think that until Tua is totally cleared and right. the, and you that's have the doubt one. about yep. the concussion removed, which is impossible to do. You can't that's never gonna happen. See, that's why I don't know if the Dolphins no. are why they're shutting that door on either going after Aaron Rodgers and certainly the Brady door is is closed, we think, but still they made the most sense to me for a veteran quarterback plugging in and succeeding because of the weaponry. Maybe he doesn't like the heat. Maybe he doesn't like the sun. If I'm the Dolphins, I'm looking at what I have left draft capital-wise, and I'm, 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 I'm talking to the Ravens about Lamar Jackson. I, I, I find this a fascinating conversation between the Jets and Aaron Rodgers, and I don't know. I, I mean, I think it's obvious that he should go there and that that's the place for him and all that, but I have no idea what that guy thinks. Do you? No. I don't. I don't know what it's he's valuing in the next team. I don't know how much he still loves the game, but that would be the number one question. If I'm on that plane with Woody Johnson and company, I would want to know more than anything else. Uh, I, actually, I, second thing, I, I would want to know what it was like to be in that cave for four days. <laughs> that might, might be where I start. I thought it was an actual hotel room. <laughs> was it? Three, yeah, 312 644 it was just a darkness retreat. There was no cave involved. I think it sounds better if I say cave. I, I like the idea. A little more that. dramatic. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 of the score. It's a darkness retreat. I'll make a decision soon enough, and then we'll go down that road and be really excited about it. That is the bursting with energy, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, on the Aubrey Marcus podcast. Uh, yeah, the decision will come soon enough. The Packers, without Aaron Rodgers, will win how many games? The Packers, with Aaron Rodgers, will win how many games? What's the difference there? Two, three games? Yeah, I think. Difference between yeah, 10 I, I, and 7 and I, 7 and 10? I don't know. I, I have nothing to base any evaluation of Jordan Love on. I've only seen him play however briefly, and I don't know that he can play. It, how's that for a uh, a dodge of a question? I think Aaron Rodgers is a really good player, and I think that he was hurt last year and he'll be better this year. But I do not know 
how they fare under Jordan Love. I Here's don't what I any, wonder. I don't know, David. I don't know. I don't know if he's an accurate passer. I don't know if he's a strong arm guy. I don't know that he has any uh, intangible ability. I don't know if he has leadership or I don't know how he controls the huddle. I'm, he's I, never I, been the guy. I, I don't how know anything about know? him. Well, yeah. Nobody does really. And really, frankly, the Packers think they do. But until you're the guy, you don't know. You don't know. Yeah. And I think what what's fascinating to me from the Chicago perspective, and maybe Bears fans would look forward to this, I, I wonder if Matt LaFleur is going to be exposed or we're going to have a deeper appreciation for just how good of a play caller or offensive mind he is. This will reveal that, if nothing else. Because Jordan Love, if he's a creation of the Packers, it will be Matt LaFleur pushing the right buttons and, and, and making him succeed. And he'll, deserve, he'll get a lot of credit if Jordan Love is ready to go. Okay. Well, here, here to me is the biggest difference between Jordan Love or any quarterback stepping in and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers did not make the dumb turnover, did not make the bad interception, did not – have like the Favre type plays or games where you'd be like, mother of God, how does that happen? He really kept his team in games because he never let anybody get back in. And that's what is to me the biggest question. Do we know that Jordan Love can get to the fourth quarter and not commit like a really dumb turnover nope. that puts his team backed up and uh, ruins a game. For nobody him. can tell you they know that answer because we no haven't seen it. it. So no you're one. skeptical until you see. And that was the greatest gift Rodgers had, that wasn't was. it? He, Protecting I mean, the football. He could make tons of great plays, don't get me wrong, but he also never really lost the game for you. Well, what, what made him special, I think, was that he could – be the game manager in the way that he protected the football and and did the right thing in ter- in terms of taking the gimme and and not being worried about you know completing the checkdown but he also had that a rare ability to be so accurate and he was a big play guy as well so rarely do you see game managers being also you know the 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 main attraction and the most explosive player in the field but he had a way of doing both and that's why you know he's two-time MVP and and has done all that he has done. I'm I'm curious how this affects the way we view in Chicago, you know, now you it's wide open in terms of who's the best quarterback in the in the division. People yeah. will want to yeah. say that. We will yeah. want to have that discussion. That will be a topic and a segment in every show probably between now and the beginning of the season at least once. But I don't know that You've got Kirk Cousins, who is coming off a big year numbers-wise. I know you don't trust him in the postseason. Well, I, I mean, he's t- noon on a Sunday. He, the guy is uh, going to put together 47 straight connections. As long as the lights aren't necessary, he's very good in day, daytime football. But how, how would you – you know, Jared Goff had a resurgent season. I, I mean, what kind of season is uh, are we expecting from, uh, from, from the Bears – uh, Justin Fields. Do we know whether this is going to be his breakout season? And we don't know anything about Jordan I, Love. I, I just think it's a really interesting question. It, 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 it's, a, it's an interesting question because I do think you have to apply a time element to right. it. If you're talking about the next three to five years, I like what the Bears have. And I would want that moving forward. Okay. If you're talking about next season, getting to the playoffs with a quarterback, choose one. I don't think it's Justin Fields. 
312-644-6767. We'll start with Kevin. Kevin is listening online. Hey, Kevin. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. That's good. Yeah, I was, you know, listening to your whole conversation. I'm a Packer fan, you know, have been my whole life. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're Aaron Rodgers looking at the Jets situation, I think you've got a coaching staff that you can see has kind of turned around the culture there with Robert Sala. You've got a good young defense led by Sauce Gardner. And I really like the receiving options for Rodgers there with not only Elijah Moore, who showed breakout ability a couple years ago, was kind of off and on with with the Jets quarterbacks last season. Garrett, Garrett Wilson's absolutely a player. So I don't see why Rodgers wouldn't like the talent there. And also, I think he would like the propensity for the Jets to go all in. The Packers really haven't done that. That's a good point. Thanks, Kevin. They haven't done that. Um, You know, watch. The Packers will draft a receiver now, right? I mean, they'll they'll do (laughs) stuff that They would in the first first pick. Yeah, just to kind of give them a Well, the Jets have that big pharma money. That's right. I'm sure Rodgers will enjoy. Oh, boy, help. Rich is in Old Town. Rich, good morning. How are you? Hey, morning, guys. Uh, a couple of quick things about the quarterback carousel that I think is kind of interesting on the data side, and this includes Justin Fields. But one of the things I thought was crazy, the Daniel Jones deal for four years is crazy. And here's a couple of facts on him and Garoppolo. Jones is the first quarterback in the last three years that hasn't thrown more touchdown passes than game started. Now, paying that guy for that kind of result's a little shaky. And the other thing I found interesting, because every football guy is telling you this, so, you know, the intangibles this, the intangibles that about Garoppolo. Right. And kind of rides on his win-loss record, which is outstanding. Yeah. How about for uh, for your uh, digestion and comment? He has had 13 games where he has not thrown a touchdown in his career, and he's 11 and two in those games. <laughs> so that's great you know, stuff, I can't wait to talk to you guys about how clutch this guy is, and we need Garoppolo, right. and we need Daniel Jones. I think these guys are crazy. The last thing is to Justin, and just so you know, I am a fan of those. But when you take a look and you put the Daniel Jones meter on Justin, he's thrown 24 touchdowns. In 27 starts. So unless he throws 21 in this upcoming year, he joins the Daniel Jones club. Yeah, and he he hasn't won uh, very many games. Again, you're you're playing on a losing team, and you're not getting, you know, a ton of help from everywhere. They certainly went into the year not concerned about how many touchdowns he was going to throw because they didn't supply him with enough weapons to do so. That's exactly right. Interesting numbers, Rich. I, I yeah. think when you look at Daniel Jones' the last two seasons, he's played in 27 games, started 27 games, and has 25 touchdown passes. Those are numbers that you can use to to wonder why the Giants would reinvest in somebody like that. That's good. It also overlooks the fact that he's better with his, with his legs than people give him credit for. That's right. He's a very dangerous runner, and he's very elusive and good and deceptive with the football. And just ask Jaquan Brisker if you don't believe that. You know, Derek Carr got a hundred million dollars guaranteed, and his like record is something like it's it's. I think he's got seventy nine wins and 
what is it, 60 losses or something? I mean, it's, his record is not very good. And he hasn't won a playoff game. And he's never won but a playoff game. If, if I'm running an offense, I like Derek Carr being in charge of it. I think sometimes these win-loss records are as misleading in football for quarterbacks right. as they are in baseball for starting pitchers. Let me say this, though, about Daniel Jones. It bears repeating what we talked about the first segment. I don't believe he's worth $40 million a year because based on what he is as a quarterback, but at the same time, to the Giants he is. Number one, because this is the way it works. The CBA uh, structures it so quarterbacks do tend to get overpaid. And with Brian Dable, you can justify overpaying Daniel Jones because he is your best option, and he does give you a chance to take that next step. So I don't think it's a bad contract right now based on that. It's a good point. Um, Tony is in Wonder Lake. Hey, Tony. Good morning, gentlemen. You know, I got to say that Aaron Rodgers, first of all, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. You can't doubt the guy's numbers. However, ever since the coaching change, the guy's ego and his egotistical manner has held that organization hostage, okay? The guy refuses to show up and dedicate himself in the preseason to get familiar with any offensive weapons the guy may have. The guy constantly complains about what the organization doesn't put around him, but yet he's the guy who's supposed to be the stamp of the franchise that refuses to put in the hard work that makes you a winning team. The fact that the guy happens to be in one of the worst divisions of football, but an up-and-coming division, has made him a division champion conveniently, when behind the scenes, the guy hasn't put in the work. And I really question, wherever he goes, be careful for what you wish for, because this is what you're going to get from this guy moving forward. Thank you, guys, and have okay, a great buddy. day. Okay, buddy. Thanks, Thank Tony. Yeah. I, I don't agree with that. I think Roger's a really good player, and I think yeah. that, that the point that uh, Kevin made is a is a good one, which is the Jets will be all in. He'll be impressed by that. Yes, he's wanted the Packers to do that. They, he's wanted them to overspend and exactly. over uh, to, to get and more receivers they, than he can all find. All they want is to be in contention and stay a winning program. They don't. They have not been nearly as ambitious uh, in, in terms of him winning another Super Bowl. I mean, good God, they could have gone for it a couple different times and they chose not to. None of my doubts about Aaron Rodgers or questions about his fit in New York yeah. have really anything to do with football. It's all about the personality problems, the ego issues that have been revealed over the last couple of years. Yeah, and, and that's real, and I understand why, but it's also – that guy's been a pretty good servant. You'd to that get over team. that in a hurry. Oh my God! Yeah, I Give think me so. A break. I, I, I get that. Holy cow! Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Mullion Hall on the score. The NFL never sleeps. Mullion Hall, Chicago Sports Radio six seven of the score. Okay, so we've gone through Aaron Rodgers again. Let me just say. I would love to see Aaron Rodgers go to the Jets and then win a Super Bowl just because can you imagine what that would be like in Green Bay? That would be hilarious. Now, you know, again, AFC a lot, as you say, a lot more difficult than the NFC, and they'd get something for him. But, boy, what I, egg on face would that be? Oh, yeah. I'd love to see him go to the Jets. Yeah. I don't know about winning a Super Bowl. It'd be hilarious. It would be funny. Would you, would you cheer for him? Would Chicago fans cheer for him just because it would – be the greatest horror for Green Bay. He would be the most successful part-time owner uh, in Bears history. 
I, I don't know that I would root for him. I can't envision that. I, I think that it's just hard to see that ending well. I don't know that he goes to New York and it's a fairy tale ending. I it's going to be something that no. would be I'd be you, hard to you, get you out imagine, of the division. That's the worst team in that division. It seems as if the NFL media, and maybe we're part of this too, obsessed with everything Aaron Rodgers does. Can you imagine how much more magnified that will be in the New York market if he goes to the Jets? My gosh, every day, every day. Yeah, it'd be it'd be uh, it would be your fill of it. Um, so we have not talked enough maybe about uh, I we got into Lamar Jackson and the idea that there's a conspiracy of silence uh, that that this guy is a, an MVP of the league and yet there aren't teams lining up yet for him somebody will I would imagine but it it's almost like we talked about this idea there's there's this hint of collusion again you can't say that because the idea is he costs you two number one picks and you got to pay him whatever the contract would be, he wants it all guaranteed. So are you willing to give a guy $250 million guaranteed and give away two number one picks to get him? There's got to be a middle ground there. I don't know that I would start with $250 million. That's that's probably a bridge too far. But I do think that there's a room in that conversation, that negotiation, again, with a savvy agent, that you could find uh, an agreeable number that does reflect guarantees that exceed the number or value that Daniel Jones signed for, maybe not reaches the level of what Deshaun Watson was given. But so, and I, and I understand that people will hear that and say, well, geez, Lamar Jackson is much more accomplished and a sure bet uh, for your organization than Deshaun Watson. I agree with that. But this, that's the, the Browns, the Browns ruined things for NFL teams you know, negotiating with quarterbacks when they gave him the contract they gave him. I understand that's what Lamar Jackson would want. I don't, I don't think it's realistic in this marketplace. I, I don't think it is with, with the teams. So that's where we bring, you know, the collusion into the equation. Are teams actively conspiring to not go after Lamar Jackson because they want to make a statement and push back at that, at the Browns that's contract? That's a really interesting question. That's a very interesting question because the idea of guaranteed money is repulsive to NFL owners regarding quarterbacks in particular, right? Especially a guy that, that runs for a living. He does run for a living and that exposes his, his you know, potential to be injured. At the same time, there you, you talk about contracts that, that don't make sense and and contracts that make you raise your eyebrows, like Daniel Jones, is, is it worth it? And there'll be others that are signed in free agency beginning next week that you'll wonder about. If I am an overpaying for Lamar Jackson and I'm a team that is desperate at the quarterback position, I understand that. I understand that more than I would other teams you know, uh, expend, uh, spending money on, on guys who don't make as much sense. Lamar Jackson's a former MVP. Mm-hmm. He's a winner. He changes everything about your franchise the moment you sign or trade for him. I don't understand the reluctance other than it's about money. So suddenly now, teams, this is about money? When, when, did, you know, when did that stink? Th- that, that's why yeah. it stinks. That's why it has the, carries the whiff of collusion. It carries the whiff of collusion. 
because of that reason. But I think the problem is that the two number ones, in addition to the guaranteed money, is probably a bridge too far for some teams. I, I don't I can't imagine it is for every team, but the fact of the matter is that that makes that almost makes the whole collusion thing. Um, you could pull it off. It, it, how put it the, that how about the Falcons? No, I think they're they're, they're alternative. Everything is about the alternative in sports and life, Molly. Everything is about the alternative. Do the Falcons have a better alternative than giving up two number ones and and, and paying a king's ransom for, the, for can, Lamar Jackson? Can they get up to the number one pick in the draft, David? Would you would you feel that way if they decided? I to, would rather have Lamar Jackson than any quarterback you're going to yeah. draft this year. I How don't about, I don't argue that, but I mean you 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 could get a number one pick. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, you're giving up two number ones to get a quarterback, but you're at least on a salary. Um, you're on a uh, rookie salary for, for four years. Right? Dolphins, Panthers, Commanders, Raiders. Those are the other four teams yeah. that have reportedly yeah. said no to Lamar Jackson. That, Look, that makes no sense. I, I understand what you're saying. It's a, it's a logical, sensible argument. But, but here's the thing about the NFL that's very hard to, to understand in times like these and why we're having the conversation about collusion. Which is it? You, you can't win without a proven quarterback, a franchise quarterback, mm-hmm. or – you know, we want to build through the draft and we're going to keep and hoard all of our picks because that's the way that we're going to build a winner. I don't know that you can have it both ways. And when you're staying out of the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes, you're saying you want to have it both ways. You don't really truly believe that it's all about the quarterback because if that were the case, you'd be hell-bent on getting him no matter what. I agree with you. No matter what. Yeah. But, and, but how many teams are actually doing that? None. But I don't so so. What's the reason? Is it because of the reluctance to have this guaranteed contract and all this money? And you know, it's not about Lamar Jackson per se. It's about the players that come after Lamar Jackson. Yes, and the free agent marketplace that's going to change because of all the the desires for future guaranteed contracts. But but the guy is guaranteed thirty two point five thirty thirty two point four for one year. For one year. One okay. year. So that means that if you were going to sign him to a multi-year deal, you're going to start at around $30 million a year, right? I mean, and you're talking about putting together a deal that would include, if not all guaranteed, which is what he's after, then a ton of guarantee. Um, he, he's He's negotiating for himself. I wonder how tiresome that will be. Even if teams are calling, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I want everything guaranteed. No, we'll give you this. Okay, goodbye. It just seems like it's. Where's very, Lamar? You get Lamar on the phone? Yeah, exactly. Well, he's in the weight room. Yeah. He, he's, yeah, I got He's, he's, he's in the backfield throwing. I for the, so, uh, so I, I, but I think that when you say you're paying that kind of money and you got to give up two number ones, that's how you get away from the collusion argument because it is a huge price to pay. The guaranteed money, and and the extra picks for a guy that had was hurt this year. I understand that there's risk and, and, involved in every investment. And I, David, I just think you're not talking. About- you're going to have a hard time proving that they're colluding against him for that reason, because you could make a business argument that it doesn't make good business sense. I, you could have made that argument for Deshaun Watson I seven agree. days and twice on Sunday. Because that guy, you talk about an implied risk. My goodness, can he 
stay out of trouble for the next five years or whatever, the, however long his contract is. So drag that one so, into the drag that one into this argument. If if you're accusing someone of collusion, they can say, "Well, look what happened with him. He did, he wasn't ready to play. He hasn't played particularly well. I don't believe that's going to work." He's played four games or five games. I am not arguing. I, I I'm know. Just saying, I'm, I'm saying that you know, as much as we may smell collusion. It's a difficult argument to make, even if it's true. You've got a guy who has won an MVP. You've got a guy that, yes, there's there's danger in making because he's a running quarterback, but he's also a winning quarterback. And I, I, I just don't think that there's not an there's not an unproven element to Lamar Jackson. You know exactly what you're getting from day one. You can you can scheme ways to protect him and still get maximum value out of him. We'll we'll ask Stacy Dales. We're Let's gonna ask talk her. to we're gonna talk yeah. to Stacy next. We'll ask her her belief on this one. It's Molly and Hall on the school. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.